0: As the electrification of the world continues to expand, monitoring and understanding the power consumption and current draw levels of everything from our phones, our vehicles, and even the power grid itself is a priority. Hall effect sensors have become an unobtrusive way for engineers to measure the current in their systems. But what challenges exist in designing this technology in, and are there tools available to make it easier for engineers? Inductive current sensing has become one of the least obtrusive and best ways for electrical engineers to design current monitoring systems in their embedded applications. Whether we're looking at monitoring the current draw of our recharge circuit in an electric vehicle system, or the power consumption of a motor within one of our industrial robots, or even just monitoring the battery health of our phone, inductive sensing and and Hall Effect sensors are a great way to see the current that's being drawn from our batteries, uh, or, or being drawn by our loads in a very unobtrusive way that's very efficient for our system. At Future Electronics, we spend a lot of time with this technology, and we've recently developed our new Faraday board, uh, which is a great platform to demonstrate a number of different Hall Effect sensors and current monitoring sensors that are available to electrical engineers, one of those sensors being from Melexis. Uh, today I have the great privilege of talking with... Paul Schmokel, Future Electronics' own advanced uh, engineer responsible for analog and power, uh, and also with Bruno Bori, product line manager of Molexis for their Hall Effect sensor portfolio. Gentlemen, thank you so very much for joining me today. Really appreciate you being here with us on The Current.
1: Thank you. Well, the pleasure is all mine, Todd. This is uh, my first podcast.
0: so, you know, when we talk about Hall Effect sensors and, and what's going on with that, can you give me maybe, Bruno, a little bit of an overview of what Melexis is doing with Hall Effect sensors today? Um, you know, kind of what current sensors are available from Melexis? What kind of range uh, for voltage and power are available and where the technology is going right now?
1: Sure. <clears throat> so, I mean, Hall Effect is in Melexis DNA. So we've been making Hall Effect sensors since the 80s. Uh, I was very young at that time, uh, so I did not live it from day one. But as it has evolved, I think Hall Effect technology has continued to gain on accuracy and uh, gain market share with more and more addressable applications. Um, When we look at the portfolio of of current sensors at Melexis, we have two types. We have what we call the external primary sensors, where the current is flowing outside of the IC through a bus bar, a cable, or even a PCB trace for that matter. Um, And those applications tend to be really more for higher power. I mean, uh, we're booking a lot of business today in in automotive inverters. I mean, uh, electrification is all over the place. If you want to power a battery electric truck, I mean, you need a thousand amp plus type of inverters. And we're able to monitor those kinds of currents. But those currents flow in a separate conductor. And then we have the so-called integrated primary portfolio. And this is actually the latest addition, uh, which, by the way, found its way onto your Faraday board. Um, And those integrated primary uh, solutions, they are actually such that the current is flowing first through a PCB trace, but then it is going through a small SOIC package, uh, through the lead frame, in and Mm -hmm. out, and we are able to indeed inductively measure with Hall effect uh, the amount of current that is flowing. And what makes that solution very neat is that it's a, it's a very tiny footprint. So, you know, PCB board space tends to be expensive. Uh, people try to make things smaller, and we're able to integrate in a small package the current conductor itself, the signal conditioning, and the voltage isolation. And that makes it a very good value proposition.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and so you know, I, I think that that adds the easy design. The, the small footprint is critical in some of the applications I mentioned. Um, and then I also imagine there's some cost considerations and yeah. benefits to that as well, being able to integrate everything into one, one package um, and, and, and really just one device, um, so which is definitely a great thing. Uh, what are some of the benefits of going with a Hall Effect sensor as opposed to some of the more traditional? You mentioned that you know this kind of technology started back in the 80s when we were all very, very, very young. Um, on this call, right, um, and and so you know, it, it, what you know, before that, I think we were using current sensor resistors and things like that. What's the, what are some of the benefits you really see customers taking advantage of um, with the Hall effect sensor technology that's available today?
1: Well i think current sensor resistors are not going to go away so uh they will still have their key application benefits um and and we should keep that in mind everybody knows ohm's law it's the most linear one we know as an engineer so that's that's a great thing to build on but i think where hall effect is able to position itself is particularly when you need isolation or when the current gets really really big and so the bigger the current gets the more Let's say intrusive uh, a shunt resistor solution will be because you get the self-heating from the shunt and uh, that's an ri squared law which means it's, it's quite uh, uh, thermally challenging to do it and then whenever you need voltage isolation by definition a shunt solution is a contacting solution you measure the two terminals of the resistor which means that you need to take care of isolation uh, downstream be it with uh, optocouplers or capacitive couplers or whatnot so Hall effect uh, is by definition contactless and then for those integrated current sensor and I forgot to actually answer your question before. We're targeting with our integrated current sensor typically applications up to 50 amps. Whenever right. the current get higher we try to have other Hall effect offering but then the current is flowing outside of the package. And that's again for thermal consideration. Right. So what is the key benefit of Hall effect? Um, it's, it's mostly the fact that we also i mean we are intrusive with those integrated primary solutions because the current is forced to go through the package but as opposed to a shunt solution where the size of the resistor defines the amount of signal you get in our case the amount of signal is not defined by the resistance of the lead frame it's actually defined by how close and how performing our sensing elements are with respect to the current flowing in that uh, in that current conductor that lead frame and and that's actually the the advantage is that we are positioning ourselves in a way that where shunt resistors bring, I would say, thermal losses, and and, and you want to intentionally put a series resistance in between to get a signal. With those Hall effect solutions, uh, we are actually minimizing the let's say the, the resistance of the lead frame and the intrusive voltage drop that you get across it. So that that's a particular benefit. And then when people say Hall effect in magnetics, uh, historically, uh, you know, I mentioned Ohm's law before, it's extremely linear. When people talk about magnetics, you start thinking about ferromagnetic properties, which means saturation, linearity errors, uh, zero amp inaccuracy, what we call hysteresis or magnetic offset. Um, And that's correct the moment you integrate ferromagnetic material, which is the case for the higher currents. However, for those integrated current sensors on the Faraday board, for example, we have stripped those components entirely of any ferromagnetic material, which means that those magnetic offset concerns, they no longer exist for that uh, that kind of product. So it's, it's virtually offset free, uh, and that makes it at least substantially more in the, the accuracy region of what you achieve with, uh, with those uh, current resistors. Um, so that's one key benefit and then as I mentioned before the fact that it integrates everything is definitely an important advantage as well yeah if I could could add to that yeah
2: Yeah, if I could add to that I would say the the ease of integration that is something you've got to look at the total cost of implementation that's a big piece there because let's say for instance looking at an EV charger you're bringing an AC level 1 EV charger you're going to bring that current in you're going to use a a relay to open and close that voltage, that AC voltage bringing through. You could use a current shunt amplifier, but now you have to deal with, um, You got once again, you have to deal with the heat loss, but you're also dealing with the isolation piece. Secondly, you could maybe use, let's say, a current transformer, but there again, you're looking at something where you have to, you've got a, a donut and you're bringing the current, you're bringing wires up in and back down through. So now you're talking a, a manufacturing application issue to deal with as well as once again the outputs of that would have yeah. to be signal conditioned before it brings before you bring that into your uh, your micro so here's something you do seriously just bring it the connector you've got the connector the power goes in you run it right through the soi the so8 package and right back out and then the output of that just goes right into the micro it's got the signal conditioning it's got the filtering and all the buffering that you need for it
0: You no, know, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then, so you know, what about from terms of accuracy? You know, as we get into more and more applications, you know, we, we've talked about electric vehicles and being able to monitor the current. Um, in, in that realm, you, you can kind of see as things are going to, you know, instead of using a gas pump or something like that, we're now having cars that are pulling up and and, and plugging in, and you know, the, the the actual providers wanting to charge the user. Per amount of charge required for the vehicle to recharge that battery so that gets into an aspect of you've got to be highly accurate so that you're charging the right amount um, and certainly there are legal ramifications everything else there how how accurate are hall effect sensor methodologies for this compared to some of the more traditional uh, methodologies we've had in the past
1: well um One of the key things that we always took pride in at Melexis is that we want to definitely play the accuracy card. I'm not here to claim that those sensors will reach uh, class 0.x worth of accuracy that you have in in metering and billing rate type of applications. Uh, Nonetheless, I think what we're targeting with these kinds of devices uh, is that we have a a 1% accuracy. And then what builds on top of that, you should probably count on the fact that uh, over the full temperature range, and again, here we bring a bit of our automotive background at Melexis, is that those devices have definitely been designed to cope with minus 40 till 125 degrees plus uh, capabilities. Uh, if you add in the, the thermal budget as well, you should probably add another percent. So I think by, by 2% uh, all in, you will definitely be able to uh, to cut it. Um, and then, of course, some applications allow for, let's say, a regular type of, I would say, uh, recalibration or auto zeroing or, or whatnot that can even contribute further to, to a, a more t- uh, narrow uh, error budget scope, let's say. But I would, I would definitely work a 1%, and then uh, on top of that comes some, uh, some effect of, of thermal effect. So I would say with 2% all in, uh, you're definitely in the, in the right ballgame.
0: Okay, okay. Makes sense. Um, and then, you know, have you seen some unique applications and things that we haven't talked about for Hall-Effect sensors and things that our embedded engineers are looking at for these sensors that uh, that maybe are out of the norm a little bit?
1: I would say… Well, well out of normal? Um, maybe Paul, you want to take this one? Uh, uh, well, the, the latest and the best one is
2: EV charging right now. That is uh, specifically an AC level 1, level yeah. 2 EV charging because what you're doing is you're bringing the ac signal the the, uh, the house voltage or the or wherever the, uh, the voltage source is coming from right onto the car and using the vehicle's onboard charging system thereby all you really need to do is you're looking at monitoring the current flowing through it you don't want you want to have isolation you're, mon- you're monitoring ac signals and you're using a relay to switch in, in and out the last piece is maybe using a little uh, an, another sensor for let's say um, ground fault detection but nonetheless it's a very easy non-obtrusive your electronics are Almost entirely isolated from that that AC signal chain going to the vehicle, so that's the number one I would
1: say. Bruno, what would you say the other ones would you you run into? Well, I think definitely you you took the the most evident example, which is actually gaining a lot of traction today. Um, <clears throat> next to that, I think. Uh, we see it a lot here in Belgium, where I'm coming from, uh, you get a lot of solar installations, right? I mean, uh, residential uh, solar systems, it's, it's trying to pick up, everybody wants to have a kind of decentralized power generation to make sure you can even disconnect yourself on the, from the grid at some point. And in these solar inverters, you have a maximum power point tracking and on the DC side, uh, there's also monitoring, which requires the necessary amount of isolation um, and to have a quite elegant small chip solution with high isolation capabilities, uh, that's definitely another application. Uh, you mentioned in the beginning, Todd, about uh, factory automation. When I speak about electric drives, whenever you need to control an, an, an electric motor, uh, there is phase current monitoring to uh, to monitor the torque and to have the control algorithms of the motor running well. Uh, yeah. Definitely, I mean this is again a very good device that uh, that plays a role there and that that gained a lot of traction. I think that's actually the the one where we built the first successes in the beginning power supplies is another one uh, where i think of uh, uninterrupted power supplies you know you have an entire uh, uh, s- uh, server farm uh, running or, or even just your your household server uh, that uh, has a lot of data i mean if you have power outage you definitely want to have an uninterrupted power supply where those conversions to a dc battery and back out to an ac signal i mean all these things need to be monitored so and there's a bright future for current sensing in general and and the applications get very crazy. I mean, lately, we've seen uh, another application uh, together with Future that uh, uh, was uh, was coping with um, uh, fitness. Uh, we never got the details of what happened exactly, but I mean, it was relatively big. So there are a lot of applications today that uh, we don't even think about from the start, but where these kind of tiny components solving a lot of engineers' problems can uh, can have great sense. So, uh,
0: Right, right. No no doubt. I mean, I think the, the applications out there are myriad. It, it's more than just um, you know wanting to, to, to measure our system and it, it, I think it used to be just in very sophisticated applications and um, you know things where we were trying to do maybe bench uh, bench understanding of things. but now we want to understand our embedded systems in real time. We want our embedded systems to make decisions about their own health uh, in real time. and I, there's no doubt Hall effect sensors certainly help us with a lot of that um where do you see the technology going over time as far as advancements i mean like you said it kind of started in the 80s um and it's going to continue obviously to get better and better as time goes on what bruno do you see as the next steps in these current sensors
1: that's actually a good question uh so i would say unveiling a bit of of what we want to do in the future um i think The journey that hall effect and particularly open loop hall effect because that's the technology we're we're talking about here you also have closed loop technology that tends to be a bit more expensive but also gains a bit on accuracy i think what open loop hall effect has done over the last 10 15 years is really gain on accuracy and close the gap with a number of of technologies so i think that's one trend that definitely we will see continuing i think uh, as the world becomes also more digital you know many of our sensors in the past were, were analog uh the more we we go digital and that does not mean you cannot have an analog output but if you do the, the dsp the signal processing in the digital domain i mean you can squeeze the performance lemon to the to the fullest so that's definitely one of the paths that uh, that melexis uh, is following um, the packaging side, uh, you know, the, the the sensors in the past, and, and when people think about Hall effect, they always think about, you know, uh, an IC and then a the ferromagnetic core uh, where the sensor is placed in an air gap, you know, the bulkier stuff. If you see now with the the component we've been able to integrate on, on your board, on the, the Faraday board, um, you actually realize that you know you can measure up to 50 amp uh, almost RMS in, in a small yeah. uh, one square yeah. centimeter footprint. So. Packaging is a key thing. I mean, people need to find solutions to integrate. And integration is the only uh, innovation driver, I believe, for the future. So we'll definitely continue there. And one of the things we're, of of course, exploring is we set the barrier right now for the integrated solutions up to 50 amp. I mean, definitely you want to push that barrier and go to 100 amp because power PCBs and and power density is increasing. So we we want to invest in that. Um, So accuracy, we mentioned the, the packaging aspect. And then I think there are some you know, in the past, you develop a current sensor that was addressing all applications. I believe now the future is asking for more and more dedicated products per segment and per application. And That means that battery and motor control, it's two different areas. Of course, with a high-speed sensor, you can also address a, a low-speed application, uh, but some specific requirements may require products to be modified in a, in a particular direction. So uh, I would say extrapolation of, of the things from the past, focus on package, focus on integration and, and value add and integration of function. And that's another one I, I worthwhile to mention. On the component that we've integrated, um, there is also on the SYC 16 footprint, so the, the slightly bigger one uh, of package, we have also a dedicated overcurrent detection output. And, and that's a safety function that, you know, the moment a short happens, you need to protect your, your IGBTs and your power electronics. And and having a dedicated one-bit output that tells you, look, there's a problem, we need to disable the system uh, you know it, it, in the end it's, it's saving comparator on the board but by integrating that comparator we bring more value to our customers and you need less footprint and less space on the PCB. and I think that's the, the key trend we should continue to build on Agreed
0: so obviously, you know, some exciting things happening with the technology, um, you know, and, and we've talked a lot about the Future Electronics Faraday board and what we've developed so that embedded engineers can take a look at these different Hall Effect sensors from Alexis, um, can can use it for prototyping, can use it for proof of concept um, in your designs to see if those sensors are going to be a good fit. And then also, we make the full files of our design available to embedded engineers, such that you can use our schematic, our bomb, our layout, um, and take basically what we've done and incorporate it directly into your designs fairly easily. Uh, I know Lazina Ramon had done a nice demonstration of the Faraday board. Paul, would you mind walking us through that demonstration?
2: Yes, absolutely. Here you see the Faraday board. It consists of four channels. Two channels utilize Melexis' isolated Hall Effect current sensors, and two channels employ a traditional precision resistor and current sense amplifier combination. Channels 1 and 2, shown here on the left with terminal blocks, use the Melexis MLX91220. 91220. The 91220 have options for current sensing up to 75 amps. In the case of the Faraday board, we're employing the 25 amp version. Current flowing through the 91220 is measured, processed, and an isolated 0-5 to 5 volt analog signal is output, which is proportional to an input current from negative 25 to positive 25 amps. This output can then in turn be sampled by any microcontroller's A to D input. Here we're utilizing the Infineon's PSOC-4. Channel 3 utilizes USB Type-C connectors for input and output connections. This channel employs a Vishay precision resistor and a diodes and current sense amplifier. The channel is capable of measuring up to 5 amps and once again outputting a 0 to 5 volt signal for the Infineon PSOC-4 to measure. Finally, Channel 4 is a fixed 5 volt source. From the micro USB connection seen at the top left corner of the board. Incidentally, this is also the power source for the entire board. Using the USB type-A connector shown at the bottom center of the board, you can measure loads of up to 300 milliamps. Once again, this current is measured via a Vichet precision resistor and a diodes ink current sense amplifier. To operate channels one and two, simply connect your power source and load to the terminal blocks and press the appropriate channel to view voltage, current and power on the OLED display. It is worth noting that you can measure the efficiency of a power supply by connecting it as shown. Power into the device under test comes from channel one output and power out of the device is then fed back into channel two. This allows you to measure the power in, the power out and calculate the efficiency. And lastly, you can also capture all the information via a terminal emulator program such as TerraTerm.
1: Yeah, great. I mean, uh, I saw the the video once. Uh, now with with the voiceover from Paul, uh, it's it's even more clear how to use it. And I mean, definitely for for companies like Melexis, it's good to be part of a bigger, I would say, ecosystem and environment where many more components are built together. And I think one of the key things that engineers are looking for today it's it's solutions. I mean, you don't want to have the hassle and burden of you know, acquiring a few components together. I think what Future has been able to do is to make a board that solves evaluation problems of customers and that they can try it out go ahead play unboxed and uh, and be ready to go in in 30 seconds i think that's exactly what we achieve here and then if we can be part of that uh, with Malexis, i mean that's a a great story bringing voltage isolation integrated current sensing uh, with voltage isolation up to uh, 4.8 kilovolts uh, should enable i would say a myriad of applications and uh, we look forward to see how this unfolds and how it's received on the market so uh, thanks a lot for for being part of that
0: well, Bruno, thank you and Alexis for your support with this board. We're really excited about it. We think it brings a lot of value. Um, and, and, and to your point, offers a solution to embedded engineers to expedite their designs and get them successful designing in Hall Effect sensors from Alexis more quickly, uh, which we think is always the goal of any of the support we're trying to provide into the market. So. Bruno, Paul, thank you guys so much for your time and your expertise. Really appreciate you talking with me today. Um, Thanks all for watching the video and, and watching The Current. We really appreciate your time and we hope that this has brought a lot of value to you. If you have questions on Hall Effect sensors, on Melexis, on Future Electronics Faraday board, we would absolutely love to help you and talk with you about the, the solutions that we offer. Please reach out to us at shaping the future one word shaping the future at futureelectronics.com uh, We would love to help you in your designs Thanks to all and have a wonderful day. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me uh, goodbye everybody.